0: When I speak to groups of business owners and I ask them what is the one most effective source of new leads for their business? The most common answer I get is word of mouth. And it's no surprise, right? The power of a positive referral from one trusted person to the next is pretty darn powerful in business. So let me ask you something. How are you leveraging those relationships and trust that you're building with your customers in order to grow your business online? Well that's what we're going to talk about in today's episode, so keep listening. This is the Engage Video Marketing Podcast, helping you engage your ideal audience to action through online video. I'll be bringing you the absolute best in the world of video marketing, content creation, storytelling, and marketing strategy, as together we grow to dominate online video and build profitable businesses. I'm your host, Ben Amos. Now let's get on with the show. G'day, and welcome back to the Engage Video Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Amos from Engage Video Marketing, and I'm here to help you engage your ideal audience to action through effective online video strategy. Now, this is episode 134. And if you're listening regularly, you'll probably have realized that this episode is out a little bit later than normal. Apologies for that. Um, This week has been crazy. So currently I'm recording this episode or the intro to this episode in my hotel room in San Diego, California, USA. Just after the completion of Social Media Marketing World 2020, where I was excited and honored to be invited to speak on organic video marketing strategy to a packed out room full of over 700 people in my session. It was an absolute blast and I got to meet so many awesome people. So if you're listening to this podcast as a result of being there at Social Media Marketing World and maybe seeing me speak, I want to welcome you to the engaged Video Marketing community and thank you for connecting with me there in San Diego. And if you weren't able to make it to the conference this year, then don't worry because the Engage Video Marketing Podcast is your place to get everything that you need to stay up to date with what's happening in the world of online video marketing every single week. right so this episode is a good one it is with the amazing jessica phillips and we're talking all about the power of relationship marketing and particularly how video can be used to help build better relationships with your prospects and customers in order to build raving fans and grow your business now i first met jessica as she spoke alongside me at the click engage convert conference which you've heard me talk about here before in melbourne australia in 2019 and she is such a genuinely nice person and i'm excited to get her on the show so jessica phillips is a social media strategist known for her outspoken dedication to relationship marketing it's her personal mission to inspire people to love more give more and be more through using authenticity in their everyday to build relationships She's the founder of Now Marketing Group and she founded it back in 2010 with only a laptop and a vision. The company's now a Forbes recognized agency partner and a certified inbound partner with HubSpot. Now Marketing Group now works with more than 100 clients across the United States and beyond, choosing to serve, not sell. Jessica also teaches comprehensive relationship marketing, presents a weekly video cast called Magnet Marketers, and hosts one of the largest social media conferences in the Midwest in the United States, Social Media Week Lima. In this episode, we're going to discuss, like I said, all about the power of building authentic relationships through social media and digital, about bringing that humanity back into business and how when we do that, we can leverage the power of these communities we're building around our brands in order to grow our businesses. We'll discuss how you can create online digital experiences for your customers in order to turn them into advocates for your business and build your social media presence in a way that will amplify your message to turn followers into fans, clients into advocates, and communities into collaborators. So I can't wait to introduce you to Jessica Phillips in this episode. You're going to love her. You're going to love what she shares. So let's get on with the show. Jessica, welcome to the show. Hey Ben, thanks so much for having me on. Yeah, it's, it's great to have you on. Now, we first connected at the Click Engage Convert Conference in Melbourne uh, last year. And you spoke on relationship marketing at that event. It was an awesome event. Um, but I wanted to get you on the show to talk more about this idea of relationship marketing. But before we do, I'd love for you to introduce yourself. For people that haven't heard of Jessica Phillips before, who are you and what do you do and what led you into this world of relationship marketing?
1: Yeah, thanks so much and what a great event. Shout out to Lauren. It was her second annual event and it was just amazing. All the speakers there are phenomenal and it was it was great how the relationships were formed there. And you may hear me say relationships a lot because I am a self-proclaimed uh, relationship marketing evangelist. I actually uh, started out in telecommunications, worked my way up kind of through the corporate America world, through customer service and then sales and then store management. And then what's called a distribution partner, which means I worked with some of our mom and pop shops that were just trying to market their businesses with like no marketing budget. And their idea of marketing was like printing out a thousand flyers and putting them all over cars and parking lots and just horrible things that you shouldn't be doing. But they didn't know any better. Right. So um, as I was working with them though, I was always in love with technology and working in telecommunications. It was kind of a perfect fit people in tech, uh, together. And I go all the way back to the dumb phones where, uh, the phones were as big as your face and only were used to make phone calls. Um, so while I was working my way up through corporate America and working with these small businesses, a lot of evolutions had happened with, technology, as well as with business in general. The the growth of social media just had started out and I was helping these mom and pop businesses that didn't have a marketing budget get set up on social media to really help tell their story, connect with their audience, and really help them explain some of the different services that were offered now with these cellular devices. And it was really a, a marriage made in heaven. I fell in love with it because of the powerful connections that it could make when used correctly to you know, connect um, with their ideal audience in a way that was helpful and telling their stories that could use their brains over budget. So quickly realized that that was my path. That was my calling. That was what I really wanted to do. And I, so I started a marketing agency in 2010. This year will be our 10-year anniversary. So super excited for that. Um, and started the agency with the premise of using the power of relationships to really help businesses market. So not necessarily connecting with just trying to get that new customer, but really connecting with them in a way to market, to keep their existing customers that are loyal to them, the right customers, I should say, loyal to them, and having them use the power of word of mouth that is the best generator of sales to help them grow world of mouth by just amplifying that with the power of online marketing. And it really helps brands that don't have a huge budget keep and retain clients longer, as well as amplify to grow their business sustainably long-term.
0: Yeah, cool. I mean, I I love that. And I think you'd agree with me that particularly in the early days of social media, when businesses were just first starting to get into social media, that many businesses weren't thinking like that. They were thinking of it more as a broadcast mechanism, as a way to shout their message out there to hopefully someone will be listening to their message. But where have you seen the shift happen or, or where are businesses still struggling with this?
1: Yeah. And it's still there, honestly. You're so right. When, when businesses first started jumping on social, they're like, Oh, I should create a friend page as my business. So I can add a bunch of people and then just send them a bunch of broadcast messages. And really, I don't think businesses intend to do things in the way that is going to offend people. It's just what they've been told is marketing, right? They just think it's this bullhorn approach, meaning broadcasting it out, push messaging always one way because if you look at every other form of marketing it is just that it's a one-way push message that you just put this big advertisement out and and hope that your audience is going to want to be convinced to buy from you in early on when we didn't know better as consumers and we just had that advertisement to look at we may have been swayed in a way but now that we have the access and power of information not only from brands to look them up and see what they're all about, but also from peers. Our peer network has expanded exponentially. You know, if we look at uh, reviews that are online, now we can see what people are really saying about a business. And we're not just limited to the businesses that are local to us to see who to buy from. Now we can see what's available anywhere and everywhere. Um, so it's really just this change that is happening on how we're building trust with a brand I want to say because we don't trust marketing messages you know marketing messages are trusted the least amount of anything that's out there you know fourteen um, percent of people you know trust marketing the rest of us don't that's a very small percentage when you look at what is trusted which is peer recommendations and I that definition has changed as I just said like our peers now are who we're seeing online that's like us, that's looking for a solution and what they're seeing other people are saying about that solution. We're trusting those recommendations. So I think it's evolved and grown too for for brands and for us as consumers to really not only just have access, more access to information, but also to decide, is this company worth me staying with, right, or not? And brands are quickly realizing that they have to do a lot more than some slick marketing messages in order to retain their audience. It really is about keeping the right clients with them longer. And they have to use their marketing messages to work like a magnet um, instead of this bullhorn approach. Meaning I want to draw the right people in by serving and out serving my competition because there's a lot more competitors out there Like me, it's almost like a sea of samesies is what I like to call it. It's everybody kind of trying to do the same thing is not going to work. You have to do something that's going to make you stand out as well as making sure that your audience understands that you're out carrying the competition and that's why they should stay with you.
0: Yeah, Absolutely. I'm interested to unpack with you where you see the the resistance with with business owners that you that you witness or that you work with, particularly when it comes to using social media in this way and putting themselves out there. because my illusion is that people people get the value of relationships when it comes to doing business face to face in real life, right? They get the power of sitting down and having conversations and shaking hands and meeting people. And they get the power of word of mouth when it's coming like, you know, mouth to mouth. But when you bring it into the digital world, I guess there's more fear of putting a mm-hmm. message out there publicly that maybe isn't going to resonate or that maybe isn't going to be professional enough or perceived as professional enough or make them look, look stupid. So Let me ask you, where's, where do you feel that resistance is coming from?
1: Oh my God, Ben, you just like perfectly articulated the fear, the number one fear that businesses have. And I think we can all agree. You're right. They do agree that word of mouth is their number one generator of business. Like every time that we meet with a client, we always interview them and ask them, where are you getting your best leads? And they say, word of mouth. You know, referrals. And then I ask, okay, but where are you spending your dollars on marketing? And they name all of these other things. And I'm like, well, what is it doing for your business? And they're like, well, I don't really know. Oh, no. they tell me it's give me this thousand number of views, but not really sharing how it's actually had a ROI return and where the resistance comes into play is a few different things. Um, especially with established businesses that have been around a long time. I find that, that there's even more resistance there is one is the control. They feel like, okay, if I'm face to face, I have more control over the, the feel. I can understand what the person's saying and I can, you know, have this conversation with them. And they feel like this is this human to human approach. And when you just throw the word marketing at the end of social, they immediately flip the switch and feel like they can't be themselves there on this platform. They have to do the marketing thing, right? And then they're fearful that they're now going to be able to be the recipient of somebody saying something potentially negative about them online. And they don't want anyone else to say that. And what we tell the business is, When they have this fear, it's like people are going to talk regardless, but now at least you're able to be part of the conversation and know what's being said, because it goes so much deeper than just marketing. It really is something that has to start from the inside out. There's no marketing that is going to do you any good if your business isn't legit like that, that you are portraying online in real life. All it is, is an amplifier. So if you really have your stuff together in your business, you're treating your team members well, you are treating your customers well, you are you have a great product, then social is going to be the perfect thing for you just to amplify that message. Because all it's doing is, is should be highlighting in the same way that you would treat people in real life. So I think it's fear. And then the second thing, that's number one. The second thing is really just um, an understanding of technology. I think they're, uh, fearful that it has to be perfect. Um, and as you and I were actually talking about before we jumped on here, I was yeah. like, Hey, my kids are canceled today from school. I'm snowed in, which anyone yeah. from Australia may not know what that means, but <laughs> it know. means like literally snow outside where you can't drive. And I have three children upstairs. So I'm going to do this recording with you in my basement. Um, while I'm sitting on a mini trampoline and my computer is on my ping pong <laughs> table, like, and the, first words back out of your mouth was it doesn't have to be perfect because people understand that we are still still here to show up and add value and that we care. And that's going to resonate with anybody that's watching it. But Uh businesses fear that what if it's not perfect? What if I stumble? What if I don't know how to do that Facebook live thing? Or what if I, you know, um, aren't able to launch on the newest platform that's out there and find, find that shiny object. They're just, they're fearful um, of that and, and of not having this perfect ad, if you will, on social, because it still hasn't clicked that it's just communication yeah, and community building
0: a hundred percent. And the reality is, is that when it comes to delivering your product or service, except maybe, maybe e-commerce, if it's a hundred percent e-commerce business, perhaps, but maybe not, you know, you're still needing to actually do business face to face. You're going to have personal interactions with the people who are buying from you, right? No, no matter what. So we just need to kind of do this with our digital marketing.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. In every industry, we work with some of the most boring industries and it still always comes down to outcaring caring anyone else, you know, adding more value and more delight and really finding out what you're in the business of, right? Because if even in e-commerce, let's say you're selling, you know, uh, um, a a bottle, a water bottle, right? And there's going to be 10,000 other companies that are out there selling water bottles that may look the same, but it's about then how's your delivery process, right? How, how accessible are you in just, the way that somebody's shopping from you? How are you delivering it? Are you putting like a handwritten note in there? You know, what are you doing to stay in touch with someone and adding that value on uh, in the process that really shows that you care? We work with a company that does sell water bottles and on their website, they know their audience. They know their personas, what I call it. Um, Some people call it avatars or whatever you want to call it. And even in something as simple as a water bottle, you think, well, anybody can have it. Yes, they could, but if you understand what you're really in the market of, and they're really in the marketing, in the market of making a a life for people that could live extraordinary. Their whole thing is I want to help people live extraordinary. So on their website, not only do they have their bottles for sale, but they're also offering things that help people live an extraordinary life. Like uh, we gave them uh, printouts for gratitude, um, sending cards, right? Like um, little things that's going to help them what you really need around holiday time. And not just the same fluff that everybody else is putting out, but for real, like legit stuff that moms are going through and these these uh, working moms are going through and you know, in their ideal audience is going through through for each persona and resonating with them on a real level. And then taking some of their feedback for designs and changes and and things like that, and making it feel like the person that they're dealing with on the other end of that transaction is buying from another person versus buying from just this blanket, uh, big box store. Right. And because of that, they've had such loyalty and exponential word of mouth, because they've showed how they can care more than, someone else that's just selling a water bottle.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. So before we go like too much deeper into this conversation, I mean, we're already, we're already pretty deep in the conversation, but I would just like to pull it back, right? Because you've mentioned this term relationship marketing now a couple of times, but how do you define relationship marketing? What, what does it mean to you?
1: Yeah. So, the web definition of relationship marketing when it was first written was really just focusing on long-term client growth, repeat referral business. And that's what I like to focus on as well, but I take it kind of a step further. It's really all about how can you understand who your ideal audience is and work with them in a way that that is your marketing army for you. So instead of spending all your dollars on just attracting new people, so it's like, okay, great. I got you in the door. So uh, you're good. I'm now going to focus on trying to get the next person in the door. It's like, great, you're wanting to work with us. You're now part of our tribe and I want to spend my focus and energy on making sure that you feel like the VIP that you are to where you're going to not only stay with me, but you're going to want to bring your friends and family members and and whomever else that you think we would also work well with to us as well. So it's shifting a mindset from just having someone buy from you to having them belong with you, which is a powerful difference because it's going to help you reduce the churn. You're going to be able to increase your revenue and you're going to be able to really have a brand that means something. And when it means something, Everyone's more passionate about it. Your team members are, your clients are, and it's really about shifting this this focus on just like having, when we're talking about social, like just followers on your page to true fans of your page that are engaging with you, that are wanting to join in the conversation that are wanting to share things on and turning your clients or customers into true advocates for you, right? It's It's that little shift. And then your community members, and what I mean by community, like, for example, you and I are connecting, right? We we got each other's vibe um, of the event and understand both of us are there to care and serve. So now we're not just community members, people working in the same space, trying to do and in, in offer the same kind of serving approach, but now we're collaborating together, right? So your community now collaborators, you know, and then your team members, which most get often looked when it comes to marketing, but won't be able to anymore into evangelists for you as well. So they're They're wanting to evangelize for the company because people trust humans way more than they trust logos. And if you can get all of those people that surround your company to advocate for you, that's your marketing right there. That's your marketing department.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And to me, it's kind of like you're you're changing the way that we need to think about the traditional marketing funnel. You know, the the funnel idea of, you know, at the top of the funnel, you've got you know more people coming yeah. in and then at the bottom of the mm-hmm. funnel ideally your customers are falling out and and i think yeah. that's potentially the problem that you're talking about here is that the customers are just falling out of the mm-hmm. funnel and then we're letting them go but yeah. really if we change the way that we think about it those those customers at the bottom of the funnel that that's the place where we need to be yeah. capitalizing on them to be doing our marketing for us and building loyalty and advocacy
1: You're so right. It's not really a funnel anymore. Like the sales process and the sales funnel is completely shifted. I like to say the sales funnel is dead because nobody ever leaves the funnel, right? Like in the whole premise of marketing before, what we've been taught is, market as much as you can to dump more, 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 more at the top of this funnel and constantly be pouring in new people. So you can do kind of like this power of numbers, right? Like the, mm-hmm. the rule of 10, right? You, you bring a hundred people in, you might get one or 10 out depending on how good your marketing is. Well, instead people aren't dropping out the bottom. They are always staying in because they're plugged in online and 90% of all buying decisions start online now and yeah. we're searching and looking for information. So if this person is staying in, in really influencing the buying decisions of our future customers, then that means instead of focusing on a funnel concept, we should focus on a flywheel. Meaning that if we focus on those those people that I just spoke about, your, your customers, your team members, your community members, you know, and your client, like all of those staying in to your sales process is now we create what's called a flywheel, which is a circle approach, where it's all the momentum that you're building. So the more momentum that you can get with those, those individuals, the more it grows out and the more rapid and uh, that it speeds up to keep your business growing faster. And, yeah. and it really is going to be even more important now. I mean, we're already seeing the shift now. And in the future, if we look at what like Mark Zuckerberg said, and, and all these others are saying about the future of social and digital in, in just, business is that the future of social is private which means it's called dark social people are now starting to communicate in private conversation channels they're starting to go into smaller niche groups of trusted community members that they're wanting to spend their time and advocate with which means this attention that we thought we had and and it was free you know that we could just put our messaging out there define and communicate all those people that I am talking about that are part of our flywheel, they're starting to join and be in private channels that we as brands, this is where almost 80% of our traffic is coming from. And we don't even know it because you can't measure it. It's in the inbox, right? You can't measure that, that uh, those conversations and even know about them. And this is growing. So we have to ensure that when people are going behind closed doors, and I love the quote, Uh, you know, a brand's what they say about you when you walk out of the room. Well, the brand's going to be what they're saying about you in the inbox. And unless you've done your work, you know, to ensure those delight and those relationships are formed, you you won't be able to get invited to that conversation. It's going to be a lot more challenging for brands to compete.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Yes, it's such an important and powerful paradigm shift, I think, in the way that we need to be Mm -hmm. thinking about marketing today. I'd love to take this in a more tactical direction sure. now, if that's okay. So, you know, I think for listeners of this podcast, <laughs> they recognize the value and importance, the power of video in building relationships and community building within the marketing and, and sales process. So what role do you see that video has in this world of relationship marketing?
1: Yeah. Video is the most powerful way to, cause you, your goal is to build the, the fastest relationship possible. And you want people to hear your tone and feel your authenticity, right? And video can deliver all of that. I also think podcasting can as well, um, because of they're hearing your tone, right? They're feeling your energy um, from it. But video can be really, really powerful. And I'm going to use something that my friend Brian Fanzo says, um, because I feel like it's so spot on. I can't outdo what he just said, but it's like, he says that video shrinks the distance between you and your customer. It's a very lean in approach. And that's spot on to what it is. It really is. It's shrinking the distance, but how they can connect with you as a brand, as a human, as a person to build a relationship with because it used to be like seven touches before a customer does business with you now it's 16. And the only way that you can shrink that distance is to where they can really feel that you actually do care. Um, and, and video is just a powerful way to show them you know uh, help them connect on a way that is evoking emotion and that's how people prefer to learn anyway with with the studies um, on how people are preferring to learn about a product we're looking at video and YouTube's just a proven example of that as well as if you're looking at video and email which is one of the tactical approaches that we're talking about getting into the inbox and using the most powerful way of connecting that's a huge shift of just the open rates of, of email. And I think we're going to see a lot more personalized email as a tactic that smart brands that are focusing on relationships are going to be using. But it's just allowing you to shrink the distance, as Brian said. And I think that's, that's something super powerful that brands should focus on.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it was just a couple of episodes ago on the podcast here, I spoke to Matt Barnett, the CEO of Bonjoro, uh, which you may be familiar with. Mm -hmm. So Bonjoro is a one-to-one video messaging app that's designed to just humanize Mm -hmm. those relationships uh, with your customers so that you build stronger relationships. So I agree 100%. And I think when it comes to video in this space, you know, I often talk about the idea of as we've got moved more digital in the way that we do business where we're moving from what was pre-digital a very much a high touch low tech kind of a way of doing business where you would go into the shop and you would shake hands with the store owner and you would speak to someone face to face but now you could think that we're very much in a low touch kind of a interaction when it comes to business yeah. but that needs to change, you know, and because it's human nature and video, when you combine it with the filter of relationship marketing is really all about bringing that high touch back into this high tech world.
1: You are so right. I think we want both as consumers. Like if if we think about ourselves, we want speed, easy use, convenience until we don't, until we need a human, right? Like we Want to be able to do everything on your own? You shop on Amazon, pick out the product, whatever we're wanting, or do everything independently because we got all the tech there until something breaks. And then we're like, I want to talk to a human. I don't want to, you know, do the support ticket or look up the help desk, answer forum or whatever. We want the best of both worlds because that's a good experience. So if you're a company that can honestly do both. You're providing the speed, ease of use. You don't want to take it to the one extreme where it's like, no, we're so about relationships that we only want you to call and schedule this long meeting. Your audience doesn't want that either. They want the best of both worlds. And honestly, it's the brands that can kind of marry those two together. that's showing like, we're going to independently give you everything that you need to do on your own. But we're also going to have the backing of you feeling super special that we can not only connect with you with a real human, but we're also going to treat you like one when we send you emails. It's going to be personalized. When we send you messages, when we're connecting with you on social, we have some insight about you because we got a CRN, you know, and, and have some insight. Those are the brands that are seriously going to be unstoppable. And it's proven already with Airbnb and uh, Lyft and Uber and, you know, people that are the best in their industry without actually having a product, you know, like they're, they have a service and that's how they've been able to change the game.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Look, I'd love to, you've already given some examples there, but I'd love to just see if we can unpack some specific case studies or examples of businesses either you've worked with or that you've witnessed that have really embraced this idea of relationship marketing. And as a result, it's kind of exploded their business. Have you got any that you can share?
1: Yeah, I have a ton. Um, one I'm going to share that maybe hopefully everyone knows um, and they've started hearing about a lot more because they've exploded, which is Agora Pulse. I love those guys. Um, and they're a social media management application. Um, and how they've grown their business is doing just that they're spending their dollars investing in their community, they're not spending their dollars on a Facebook ad instead of spending like $100 on Facebook ad, they may invest $100 in which they did for myself and uh, seven other women. When we went out onto a trip, it was called this Queenie's Retreat, which just uh, eight of us women that were um, meeting up together to connect in real life and build community. And then we were talking, um, on this live show to talk about women in digital. Well, Agora Pulse got wind of it and they ended up spent, sending us $100, uh, I think maybe a little bit more, but to have dinner and wine as a group. And just to say, we love what you women are doing, talking about women in digital, you know, I think it's great that you're, you're talking about this live and send us this, and we are already all Agora Pulse customers. So that like really spoke to me and really like, had this aha, aha moment. It wasn't just because they bought us dinner. It was that they were tapping into what we were doing. Right and and giving back and wasn't trying to win us over. They've also done things like, um, you know, featuring their community on their live show. They host a Facebook group where they're offering great solutions. You know, they have exactly what I was talking about with allowing you to do everything on your own on the website, but connecting in an instant with a real human in your time zone even though they're not like having somebody there inactive active because they are selling to a global audience right um which is super powerful they're doing things like at uh, social media marketing world which i know both of us will be there uh, but they're sponsoring the pedicabs with which are like these bicycle cabs that drive drive you around instead of having people pay for a pedicab to get around in san diego which you will when you're in san diego at social media marketing world because you're walking like 10 miles in the event and then traditionally you're if you're going You know, a few blocks out for dinner or drinks or whatever after the event, you're paying twenty to forty dollars or whatever for this pedicab to take you there because you're done walking. (laughs) And instead of them just paying for a sponsored booth at the event, they paid to rent pedicabs for free travel for people to get to where they're going. To me, that's showing experience. It shows that they weren't trying to sell us. There wasn't a salesperson in the pedicab trying to sign you up while you're on your trip. They were investing in real relationships, and and they. They do just that and they're so genuine about it that they have just exploded their business, exploded their team. Um, If anybody's been following their journey, it's been amazing. Wave Video is another uh, tech one that others may know about that's done the same thing. So if we think like, oh, SaaS companies can't do this, I like to use that example to show, yes, they can. But also we've worked with insurance companies that have done this, just invested back in their community um, by doing um, give back campaigns and having people you know uh nominate local nonprofits in their area that you know deserve this this check and they've you know given back in that way um so people are more amped to support them we were done this with a product and service that literally cuts a hole in the ground so if you talk about the most unsexy like business there is like literally this tool just cuts a manhole um out of the ground faster and we used relationship marketing to help them activate their message further by investing in training resources for the people that have purchased the tool and giving them marketing resources to market their business to grow faster and really spent all the marketing dollars in on their customers that just bought their service and tool to help them grow their business and in turn their business has exploded which has rippled back with like man how did my buddy Ben grow his business so fast when i met him last year he wasn't doing that and people are like him are seeing that they're seeing who he's worked with to make that happen and now they're investing in the tool themselves
0: yeah yeah i mean you know it just makes me think like where do we go wrong you know as humans i think that we we, we get at a, at a real deep human level the power of relationships and and how that leads to to beneficial gain for us personally but When it comes to marketing, when it comes to business, it's kind of like, this seems like a, like like a new idea, this idea of focusing on the relationships in your marketing. But I mean, it's, it's how humans work, right?
1: Yeah, Yeah. you're so right. It is. And you're so spot on, like what you said, like people get when you're talking about word of mouth and connecting at networking events and things like that. And, and I remember really early on some of the people that were working in socials, that's what they said you know, imagine that you're at a party, right? And, and somewhere along the line, I think the rate of how technology has advanced where we've been like kind of the, the dieting of, of marketing, right? It's like this quick fix pill, like just do this one thing or this shiny new object. And another way of spinning it to, for brands to think, oh my gosh, I can't keep up with this. So if I do this one hack and buy into this one tool, then I'll be able to, Increase my rate of being able to get the results. Right. And we know that if we look at anything, it always goes back to being genuine focused on the work. Right. And, and uh, really in on truly wanting it in a meaningful way that, that that's what's going to that's what's going to give us the results. You know, it's kind of like, like I said, the quick fix, the quick fix pill that people are selling in, in the dieting industry or the gym memberships, you know, like it doesn't work that way. We have to focus on our technique versus just focusing on the tool.
0: Yeah, yeah, 100%. Look, Jessica Phillips, this has been an awesome conversation. I've really enjoyed this and hopefully our, our listeners have got a lot out of this as well. <laughs> yeah, so um, hopefully this conversation has provided our listeners with some value that they're going to take away and think a bit differently about what they're doing in their marketing right now. So for listeners who want to learn more from you, Jessica, and and dive into more about what you can share about relationship marketing, where is the best place for people to go and connect with you further?
1: Yeah, I would love that. I am for real passionate about relationship marketing would love to know your industry and can maybe send some examples your way for your industry. So you can see what others are doing, but yeah, you can um, connect with me at jessicaphillips.com. My name is spelled a little bit different. It's Jessica with a K. So J E S S -S I K A P H I L L I P S all the socials uh, links are up there, but it's relationship marketing, Jessica on the socials.
0: (laughs) Awesome. So we'll have all the links to everything that Jessica mentioned. Um, And all the places that you can find her online on the show notes page over engagevideomarketing.com slash episode one, three, four. Jessica Phillips, I've really enjoyed this chat. It's been a lot of fun and great to connect with you again. And I look forward to connecting with you again really soon. Thanks again for joining me on the show.
1: Absolutely. It's always a pleasure to hang out with you and chat. So thanks so much.
0: So there you go. Thanks again to Jessica Phillips for joining me on this episode and I'd love to hear from you. What did you take away from this episode? Reach out to me anytime. Podcast at engagevideomarketing.com or send me a DM on Instagram at engage underscore Ben. I love connecting with listeners of this podcast. And if, you, if you've if you enjoyed today's show and you haven't yet left a rating and a review for this show on iTunes or your podcast app of choice, I'd really appreciate if you could take some time and do that now. Thank you so much for doing that. You are awesome. And last thing before you go, as you've heard me talking about before the doors are now open to my Engage video marketing Academy. Now the Academy is for business owners and marketers, people just like you who are trying to do video more effectively, more strategically to grow their business. And if you want my help, as well as the help of a community of like-minded business owners just like you to come alongside you and help you be effective with video marketing for your business in 2020, then I'd love for you to join as a founding member of the Engage Video Marketing Academy right now at the lowest price it will ever be at engagevideomarketingacademy.com. So that's it for today's episode. I'll be back with you next week with another episode, this time with the awesome and highly intelligent video strategist, Phil Nottingham from Wistia over in the UK. Now, let me tell you, this was an amazing conversation. And if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you are going to love it. So stay tuned for the next episode of the Engage Video Marketing Podcast. I appreciate you for listening. You guys, the Engage Video Marketing community are seriously awesome and I and back to Australia in a couple of days and I can't wait to get back home and back into the normal rhythm of life and back with you in your eardrums for the next episode next week. Bye for now.